um, why I'm so sold out in fasting apart from the spiritual response that Jesus said that we would fast and his disciples would fast. He says, and you know, when you give and when you pray and when you fast, I talked last week that there are things that are given definitively to his to his disciples and it's, you know, giving is a fruit of a believer. Praying is the fruit of a believer and so is fasting. It's something, it's not something that, well, I, I don't know if I ever will fast. No, you will fast if you're really a believer. But fasting was a concept that was um, brought and birthed into my life, absent from any church and absent from any preacher. When I first began to walk into the radical conversion of Jesus in my life, I was staying in a bonus room off of 15 North with a guy that was stationed at Shaw Air Force Base who went through a divorce. I was, I was in the midst of detox and coming out of a life of addiction and organized crime. And he was going through a divorce, so he needed somebody to stay with him to help offset his, his, uh, his mortgage. And so I was living in the frog or the bonus room above his garage. And I didn't have anything. I had $250 to my name. And I was staying up there, and I had a Bible you know, the little Gideon Bibles, y'all know what I'm talking about? They're like three inches by five inches. And that's all I had. It was the only Bible I had, but I was reading it. I was reading it, reading it, reading it, reading it. And I'll never forget that one day I was talking to my mom on the phone. She asked me how I was doing, and I said, I said, it's the weirdest thing. I said, or she, she asked me what every mama would ask her son that's, you know, staying by himself. She said, are you eating good? And I told her, I said, it's the weirdest thing. I said, I'm not hungry. And she said, what do you mean you're not hungry? I said, I haven't eaten in like two days. And she's like, Kyle David. And I'm like, no, it's not that I can't eat. It's that I don't want to eat. And she said, well, what do you mean? I said, I've just been reading the Bible, and it's all that I've been wanting. Like, I, I just feel like in my heart I'm not supposed to be eating. And she said to me, she said, Kyle, that's called fasting. I said, that's called what? Y'all, this was just 15 years ago. See, I, we get so we get so we think everybody knows everything like we do. Fifteen years ago, you could say the word fasting to me, and I had not a clue what it was. All I knew is I was being unctioned by the Spirit of God to not eat. The, that word fasting literally means to cover one's mouth. So let me debunk any of your little theologies of I'm going to fast, but I'm fasting Facebook. No, that's not fasting. Biblically, hermeneutically, through your Strong's Concordance, if you want to bust out that old big book, you can look at it. And it literally means to cover one's mouth, not to cover one's eyes. So you want you feeling led off of Facebook, that's great. That's called sanctification. That ain't called fasting. <laughs> and so God began to reveal in me, even at a young spiritual age, the importance of his presence. You know, as we get ready to launch corporately into a fast, even me personally, I really feel like there's things that God's already done in my life that if I was going to go into a fast, I would have wanted him to do. But I feel like those things are removed already from my heart. And so as I was, as I was praying through coming into this fast, and I was asking the Lord, okay, God, well, what am I fasting for? And I made up my mind that the reason why I'm fasting is because I want more of the presence of God alive in my life. That's it. 
Because in his presence is the fullness of joy. In his presence is everything that I would ever want, need, or desire. You know, David said, he said, Lord, take not your Holy Spirit from me. In other words, I've got a whole kingdom. You can take it. You can take my wives. You can take my concubines. You can take my cattle. But don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Don't take the one thing that I can't live without. So when I was coming into this fast, I was, that was, it was my simple prayer. God, all, all right, I don't need you to move mountains. I don't need financial miracles. I don't need no physical miracle. God, I don't need you to move in my home. I just want more of you. So in this fast, I would challenge you to seek the Lord even on why you're fasting. But the Daniel fast is a 21-day corporate fast that we will start today at 6 o'clock. So you're 25 minutes in on the fast congratulations you're already in there and um, thank you Brooke thank you worship team can we give it up for our incredible worship team come on and media team all one of them <laughs> listen if you want to serve you can see them we want to get you connected and plugged in you weren't saved to sit amen now, I appreciate everyone that helped set up and tear down but um 21-day corporate fast that we're going to launch today at 6. We're going to be doing two fasts, or you can choose. Excuse me, we're not doing two. You can choose which one you want to do. But a 21-day Daniel fast, which I'm going to teach on tonight, is the Daniel fast. But then we're also offering a 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. full fast, and that is a water and juice only from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And, and what you need to understand is the concept of fasting is the same. And what I mean by that is, is, is fasting is literally pushing back the natural desires of natural hunger. And, and what we're saying is, God, we want you, we need you, that what this earth has can't satisfy what my spirit is longing for. So whatever fast you're doing, it doesn't matter if you're only eating, you know, the, the vegetables from the ground. Or if you're not eating anything at all, what matters is the posture of your heart. And saying, Lord, you are what we want. You are what we long for. But the grounds of the Daniel fast, I want to kind of just share with you on and, and briefly share with you on. Daniel 10 and verse 2 out of the New King James Version says that in those days I, Daniel, was mourning for three full weeks. So right there we get the concept of 21 days, three full weeks. And he says, I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Listen, y'all, let me go ahead and be real spiritual with you. Take a shower these next three weeks. <laughs> Daniel said, I did not anoint myself. In other words, he, he, was, he, was, he was in a spiritual state of mourning. He was, he was in desperation. You know, here you go, here you go. Uh, the enemy will either move you into depression or desperation. Both will lock you and confine you in your room and throw you on the floor where you're crying out to God, either through desperation or depression. But, but one will move in the, the, the power of God in your life where one will just move you into a darker stupor. But Daniel says, he said, I did not eat no pleasant food. And he said, I did not anoint myself. In other words, he shut himself in on the presence of God. 
And that's what I want you to grasp, the concept of fasting. Fasting is a shutting ourselves in on the presence of God, that God becomes the focal point of our everyday life, every moment, that when we're hungry, it is a reminder that we are not physically hungry, but we are spiritually hungry. We are saying, God, you are all we want. You are all we need. Lord, we are hungry for you. I need more of you in my life. Daniel fasted for 21 days, and he was eating. He says that he ate no pleasant food, no meat, no wine came into his mouth. So for 21 days, he was eating only vegetables, no meats, no sweets. And so from that concept is a concept that if you're going to do the Daniel fast, let me be real straight, and I need to be blunt because in the years that I've been doing this, I've one of the things that I know aggravates me and agitates me, and if it makes me mad, holy mad, I know it makes God angry. And that's when all I hear is, well, you can't eat that. Don't eat that. Oh, I'm eating this. I've been eating sunflower seeds for the last 65 days. Shut up. Don't nobody care about what you are and what you ain't eating because the moment you make it about the food, you forfeit what it's really about. And the trickery of the enemy will get you focused on what you can and can't eat rather than you consuming the presence of God. Daniel gives very minimal specifications. Watch this. He says, and in those days I didn't eat no meat, I didn't eat no pleasant food, I drank no wine, and I did not anoint myself. That was it. Two verses that he talks about what he did and didn't eat. But Christians today, especially in the case of the Daniel fast, is they will talk continuously about what they're eating. I can't believe he's at the Waffle House and he had ranch dressing on his salad. You doggone right, but I didn't have the 21-ounce ribeye that I could have had either. Like, we can't get caught up in fasting on what we're eating and not eating. Because the moment that we make fasting about what we are eating and not eating, watch this, then what we've done is we've lifted something higher than the Lord. We, what we've done is we have not allowed Him to be the focal point of the fast. And, the, and see, that's the trickery of the enemy. The Bible says that the, Satan comes as an angel of Watch this. When Satan came to Adam and Eve in the garden, notice something. He pointed out the good side of the tree. Did you catch that? So uh, a, a lot of times the trickery of the enemy comes into our life where it looks okay. It looks good. Well, I'm fasting, so, yeah, we can get caught up in what we can and can't eat. Listen to me. You want the grounds of the fast? Here it is. He says, I ate no pleasant food, so no baby roost, no Snickers, no nothing that you jonesing for when you, when you I just got to get something sweet. No meat, no wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself for three, four weeks. Until, until that time was fulfilled. Here's my rule of the Daniel fast. You ready? Write this down if you're taking notes. If it's from the ground, it can go down. That's an easy reminder of the Daniel fast. So when you go in, here's, here's an incredible thing. You know, I'm, I'm going to talk about food a little bit because I recognize some of y'all be like some other people I've led in this fast and find out for 18 days they eating peanuts. And they, and they trying up. And I'm like, bro, you okay? And he's like, I'm okay, man. I'm fasting, bro, fasting. And then he drives by and sees me at the Waffle House eating hash browns and gets mad. He said, what are you doing at Waffle House? I said, eating hash browns. You can eat hash browns? If it's from the ground, it can go down. That's a potato, bro. <laughs> so say this with me. Ready? One, two, three. If it's from the ground, it can go down. Watch this. Wine is from the ground. 
But notice how Daniel was specific to say, and I drank no wine. In other words, there were certain things, even though it was from the ground, that he had a conviction about consuming. Catch this. Fasting is more about working out your own convictions than stipulations. The moment that we make fasting about stipulations, it becomes a religious act. Mm. All right. Moving on, because some of y'all look like you got somewhere better to be tonight. But for 21 days, watch this, watch this, watch this. If you'll read, and I would encourage you to go home and read the book of Daniel, especially if you're going to do this Daniel fast. But catch this, for 21 days, the angel of the Lord wrestled outside the city, watch, against the prince of Persia. And, and I touched on this a little bit last week, but I need you to understand something. That, that was not a physical battle. It was a real battle. But it wasn't the angel of the Lord coming up to the city, and there at the gate there was a, 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 a prince with, you know, a banner that said he was from Persia. What, what we find is that as Daniel prays to the Lord, read the book of Daniel, find out that when the angel comes, he says, Daniel, the Lord heard you the first day. So the answer is released from heaven. My God, catch this. It is released from heaven. Daniel is now unctioned by the Spirit of God to lay aside anything that would be desirable of food to fast and pray for that answer to come into the realm of the earth. But as the angel is on the way, he is intercepted by a spiritual being, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of darkness in high places. So what we know is there is the earth, but then there is the heaven. But here's the problem. When you go back and you read Genesis, there's a little place in between the earth and the heavens, and it's called the Fremnen. Fremnen. Pronounce that word for me, y'all. Fremnen. Thank you. Thank you. I always, every time I talk about the Fremnen, I always get corrected. But watch this, watch this. If you go back and you read Genesis, you will find out that man was called to rule here. God rules here. But there's somebody called the prince of the air that rules here. And a lot of our spiritual wrestling takes place, watch, when, when his disciples come to him and say, Lord, teach us to pray, Matthew chapter 6. And he says, when you pray, pray like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. So what we find out is that in heaven, everything is already established. In heaven, everything is already answered. In heaven, everything is already done. But now what God is looking for is a remnant in the earth that will partner with heaven to see heaven release its plan into the earth. And so what Daniel was doing when he was fasting and praying, he was the agreement of yes in the realm of the earth that God sent the answer to because there was a penetrating force in the realm of the earth that God said, I can get the answer in because while he's fasting and praying, he's partnering with the yes of heaven. Let me break that down for you quickly because what some of you need to understand is there are things that you are in need of God to do, but you feel like every time that you pray and you ask the Lord, it's like it's hindered. It very well is possible that what is actually being hindered is the wrestling that is taking place in your head, over your head in the heavenlies. 
that God is trying to bring the answer. God is trying to move. But what he needs is he needs the agreement. Going back on what I said at the beginning of the service, some of you religious people didn't like, that maybe God's not in control. Maybe you're in control, and God is waiting on you to establish the power of agreement. Jesus said, if any two shall touch and agree, it shall be done. When we fast and we pray, it is, a, it is an action of agreement that what we are saying is we are saying yes to the Lord, not just with our words, but with our actions. And so when Daniel fasted and prayed, watch this, the Bible says that when the angel came, he met the prince of Persia and they wrestled outside the city gate. And while Daniel was fasting and praying, it was there then that a release came and the answer came to Daniel. So during this time of fasting, what you have to understand, watch, I, I want you to catch this, and I'm going to teach on this probably next week. But just because you're in a fast doesn't mean you're absent from warfare. A lot of us think, oh, I'm going on fast. Glory to God. I'm going up to the mountain to see King Jesus. And then all of a sudden, the Jebusites, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Canaanites, they all come after you. Oh, yeah, you want to find out more about that? Be back next week then. But watch this. In Matthew, Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says, and when you fast, when you fast, when you fast. One thing that every believer needs to understand is fasting is not an if. It's a when. You will fast. You may not fast this time, but you will fast. You will fast. Fasting will be a part of who you are. So what is fasting? Fasting restores the aroma of our praise. Fasting widens the depth of our worship. Fasting bursts passion into our prayer life. Fasting warms and refreshes the anointing uh, uh, on our life. Fasting opens the eyes of our heart to see Jesus more clearly. Fasting breaks yokes and demonic strongholds. Fasting brings healing. Fasting restores hope. Man, that alone makes me want to fast. I need that. I need that. So let's talk about real quick what fasting is not. It's not merely going without food for a period of time. That's called starvation. Or it's not only eating certain amount of foods to lose weight. That's called dieting. Jenny Craig's got a great program. If that's what you want to do, check it out. But it's not only done by fanatics. And it's not done by the super spiritual. Fasting is a mark of the sons and the daughters of our God. It is those that are in anticipation for the revealing of Him and His glory. Fasting is sons and daughters that are coming into agreement with, with the yes of heaven and with the promises of our, of our God. And we're saying, Lord, do it here. Do it now. Move in a way, God, that we've never seen you move before. I, I just truly believe that even during the season of fasting right here at Dominion Church, I just believe there's going to be an intensifying of the glory of God. I believe the anointing is going to be hotter. I believe that the worship is going to be deeper. I believe the praise is going to be thicker. I believe the healings are going to be more evident. I believe there's going to be faith that arises. I just believe that when we come into agreement, God's going to move in such a way that it will, it will be undeniable. <clears throat> so what is fasting then? It's very simple. Fasting is refraining from food for spiritual purposes. I've always, I've always uh, identified fasting as that as if you were to tie a ribbon around your finger 
You know, some of you, you don't want to forget something, so you write it on your hand, right? The problem with that is you sweat, and it comes off, and you forget it. Fasting is like tying a ribbon and a knot around your finger. What do I mean by that? That as you're fasting, here's the incredible part. You're going to be hungry. But your hunger pains become like an alarm clock to push you towards the presence of God. Your hunger pains ain't to talk about how you missed the number six from McDonald's. Man, I can really go for a double cheeseburger right now with extra mayo, extra pickles. When we fast and we have hunger pains, watch this. When we fast and we have hunger pains, it's a time to say, Lord, I need you to move in my marriage. God, I need you to touch my husband. God, I need you to touch my ministry. God, I need you to touch my church. God, I, I, Lord, I, I, I just lift up, Father God, all the, all the spiritual leaders. God, I lift up the government. God, I pray for the president. God, I, I don't care what you pray for, but when those hunger pains hit, let them be like a spiritual alarm clock that says, I don't want what's on my plate. I want what heaven has for me. I'm hungry for you, God. I'm hungry for things that bread can't fulfill. I'm hungry for meat that this world can't produce I'm hungry for you Jesus so we realize that fasting becomes a, 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 an awareness of the things of God where we become hungry for God because fasting is not you trying to get more of God fasting is God getting more of you hallelujah mm. see fasting is like the story in 2nd Kings chapter 4 the story of oil and empty vessels that as long as there were empty vessels, the oil would keep flowing. Can I tell you something? Maybe the oil has stopped flowing in your life because you're so full of yourself. Fasting provides empty vessels to God again. Lord, I'm emptying myself out, emptying myself of my desires, emptying myself, myself of my flesh. God, I'm crucifying my flesh in this fast. Less of me and more of you. God, here's an empty vessel. Fill it with your oil. Fill it with the oil of heaven. Fill it with the fire of God consuming my life that, that, that makes the, the oil of heaven just flow in and out of my life. God, here's an empty vessel. Maybe the oil stopped flowing because of the fact that we have not provided God empty vessels. Dominion Church was birthed in the midst of a 40-day fast. That's how we birthed this ministry almost five years ago. But here's the incredible part. When, when, we, said, when we heard the yes of heaven to come to Sumter, we did a 40-day fast. And this church was, was, was planted again through a 40-day fast. There was people here in this body, and there was people in Darlington. We partnered with, with, with each other and with God, and we said yes. And so fasting is a part of who we are. It's a part of who we are. Luke 4, verses 1 and 2, and says, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing. Everyone say, he ate nothing. And afterwards, when they had ended, he was hungry. Man, this is powerful revelation right there, amen? You don't eat nothing for 40 days. You tell me how you're doing. You probably write it in the Bible too. I'm hungry. Watch this though. Watch this. He went into the fast with internal power, promises and plans. But when he came out, 
He came out, the Bible says, that he came out full of the Holy Ghost. So he went in with internal promises. He went in with internal plans. He went in for the Holy Spirit to do a work in him. But when he came out on the other side of the fast, he came out with external power. He came out with the dudamos of God, with the dove resting on him, with the fire of God ascending, like a ladder of angels going and coming. And bre- Watch this. His ministry was birthed. What would happen is on the other side of this fast, if you go in with internal plans but on the other side you come out with external power that you start going into your home and all of a sudden the anointing starts shaking that place that your ministry starts you're feeling the vibration of heaven because you're on the other side of this thing so what is the Daniel fast first things first it's not a diet it's a fast it's a declaration of sacrifice saying God draw me near to you And to set the record straight, it's not about the food. It's not about the food. You don't, if you do it for that, then that will be your reward. You've got to be very intentional in this fast. I'm telling you, this is a word of caution as a watchman on the wall. You have to be careful during this fast. Don't get caught up in the food. I believe it's one of the biggest trickeries of of the Daniel fast. How many people want to just talk about the food? If it's from the ground... It can go down. You pray. You listen to the Lord. How many of y'all hear Jesus for yourself? Every hand should be up in this room. Watch this. He'll convict you. He'll convict you. I'm fasting right now. You know what? I just ate a piece of spearmint gum and a peppermint. Felt no conviction about it. You know why? Because God said, if you're going to be in there fasting and breathing on them people, your breath better be right, bro. You talking about you went down there and preached, they all went out in the Holy Ghost. They didn't go out in the Holy Ghost, bro. Your breath was that bad, they went out. Because when you fast, your breath will stink. <laughs> Anyways, I ain't teaching y'all all that today. <clears throat> Daniel, Daniel 1, 8 and 17. I just want to rattle off some scriptures for y'all. Daniel 1, 8 and 17. But Daniel resolved not to devile himself with the royal food and wine, and he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. And now God, verse 9, now God had caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel. But the official told Daniel, I'm afraid of my Lord, the king, who has assigned you and your food and drink to me. Why should he see you looking worse than the other young men? men your age and the king would then have my head because of you watch this watch this I love this verse 11 and then Daniel said to the guard whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel Hanani, Mishael and Azariah please test your servants for 10 days and give us nothing but vegetables to eat and, and water to drink and then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance with what you see Verse 14, so he agreed into this, and he tested them for 10 days. Watch. So Hanani, Mishael, you know, they're they're committed to this fast. And Daniel says this, though. He says, says, because the servant that is given charge over them is like, listen, if I starve you, and the king sees that I am starving you, he will cut my head off. And Daniel says, all right, give us 10 days. Let us try this thing. This is a word for somebody. Let us try this thing for 10 days. And at the end of the 10 days, if, if we look worse and it's going to cost you your head, hey, that's fine. We'll, we'll quit. 
But the recordance of the scripture says, and when he came back, <laughs> verse 15, and at the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who had ate the royal food. So the guard took away their choice food and the wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. And to these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning, and Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. Woo! All that from some green beans, y'all. <laughs> so, from this passage of Scripture, we get the concepts. Only fruits and vegetables. The second thing that we find out is, is water only. If that part scares you, my God. Fruit, grind it up, make you some juice. Stop by the store, get you some juice. All I would encourage you is no sugars and no additives. V8 is a great vegetable drink. You can drink it. Don't make it about the food. But we find from Daniel that he, he gives himself in this. And, and here's an incredible part of fasting. This part is true. It will change you physically. Your physical appearance will change. That's just one benefit of fasting. Did you know that fasting is, is promoted amongst, uh, amongst doctors? That if you're going through something, you got high cholesterol, high blood, blood pressure, sugar, guess what they do? They tell you to fast. Here's the amazing part. The, the, the God that we serve, he's the one that invented that. He made your body to get better through re refusing of some things. And so there's some of you that you got health problems and you're wondering if you should fast. I prophesy to you by the Spirit of God that some of you are taking medication. And by the end of this fast, you won't need that medication anymore. Come on. You'll be better off. Here's my next thing that I would tell you. Try it for 10 days. Try it for 10 days. And if you don't feel better, if you don't feel the breath of God more, if you don't feel like something's moving, then quit. Give it 10 days. Give it 10 days. All right, God, I'm going to do it for 10 days. And if, 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 if nothing's better, then, then I'll go back to eating KFC, glory to God. Daniel 10, 2 and 3 says, And in those days I, Daniel, was mourning for three weeks, ate no delicacies, no meat, no wine, entered my mouth, nor did I not myself at all for three full weeks. So from this scripture, we get three more guidelines. There was no sweets, no alcohol for 21 days. Stand with me all over the house. So to put it simple, and so you're not worrying about what you can have and what you can't have on the Daniel fast, our motto will be, if it's from the ground, it can go down. If it's from the ground, it can go down. Say it with me. If it's from the ground, it can go down. Is Coca-Cola from the ground? No. <laughs> I'll just share this with you real quick. You know, coffee's from the ground. But, okay, okay, oh, hold on, because you shouted too loud. I'm going to come for you. But because I love coffee so much, and it's something I look forward to every morning, God won't let me have it on the fast. What is it? It's wine to me, right? It's wine. It's something that would be permissible from the grounds that if it's from the ground, it can go down. But here's the thing. It's something that I look forward to. And so what you guys are going to find out is that in this fast, there's things that don't meet the guidelines. It may be things like cheese. It may be things like ranch dressing. But you're not going to feel any conviction about it. But it's going to be something like a good cup of hot coffee in the morning that when you take a drink of it, the Holy Spirit's going to challenge you and say, are you really sacrificing for me? 
Because at the end of it, it's not about what we do and what we don't eat. It's about His presence. So two fast. This fast, the Daniel fast, we start tonight at 6 o'clock. The other fast is a whole fast from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., which will start tomorrow. 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And it's liquids only, waters and juice from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. You can do either one. There's not one that's better. I believe that the Spirit of God will speak to you. But this is what I'd ask you to do. If you're here tonight, and your prayer is a lot like mine, God, we just want more of you. Maybe there's something that you need God to do in your life. And you feel like it's being locked up in the heavenlies. And, and you feel this nudge, this overwhelming nudge to fast and see God move. This is your time. This is your moment. This is your time and this is your moment. You know, I'm a firm believer of transparency because if I'm not transparent with you, then I can, I can never really help you if you think I'm perfect. I'll never forget the first time I did the Daniel fast was in a total moment of desperation. My wife and I, Jamie, who we've now been married for 13 years almost, we were in our first year of marriage and we were just figuring each other out and it was miserable. We got back from our honeymoon. The weekend we got back from our honeymoon on a Saturday, that Sunday we were installed as full-time youth pastors in the ministry in Aiken. And so literally our marriage started in the ministry. If anybody's in the ministry, you know the level of difficulty that already provides. But after the first year of our marriage, our marriage was in shambles, and she was sitting on the bed, and she told me, she said, for $99, we can get a divorce. That was on a Saturday. That Sunday, we went to our church, and our pastor um, was calling the church to a Daniel fast. We had never heard of it before, and not, not in, a, in a matter of corporately. We said, we both said to each other after the service that day, we said, let's do the Daniel fast. We'll do it. And if God doesn't move, we'll move forward and you go your way, I'll go my way. And our, and our house was in shambles. We were arguing, we were fussing, we were fighting. There was no peace. And I'll never forget, we started that Daniel fast. And about the 12th, 13th day of that fast, I walked in the house. And there was a saturating presence of God in that home. Much like what we experience here in services after intensity of worship. But it was that God had set down in my house. And I would remember for the next 10 days there would be moments that her and I would sit at the table without words being said and we would just weep under the overwhelming presence of God. Now here we are 13 years later not saying the marriage has been perfect. But I do believe that in that moment God used the Daniel fast to reconcile and fix so that destinies could be revealed. And I, I just felt led to share that because I believe by the Spirit of God that there's somebody here and you're on the brinks of calling it quits. I'm asking you, will you give God 21 days? Will you say, God, for the next 21 days, I'm going to go hard after you, after the things of you. And God, I need to know and I need you to move. And if you don't move, God, you know where I'm at. I'm out. I'm done. I'll call it quits. I'm going my way. I don't know where you're at with it, but he does. But I feel an overwhelming compelling to ask you to say, will you give God 21 days? So from tonight at 6 p.m. 
until January 28th, 29th, whatever it is on the date. 21 days from today. 6 p.m. This is what I would ask you to do. I want you to do something. If you're, if you're in agreement to fast in any kind of way, shape, form, maybe, maybe you just feel led to do a partial fast, whatever it is. Will you come and kneel up front right here and let's start this fast corporately together? We're going to ask Brooke to just lead us in a song of worship. But I want us to come and kneel before the Lord. And what we're saying is we're saying, okay, God, here I am. Here I am. Maybe it's just more of you, Lord. Maybe it's just more of you that we want. God, we need you. We need you, Lord. God, we need you to move, God. We need you to move, God. We need you to move in our homes. We need you to move in our our ministries. We need you to move in the churches, God, in the city of Sumter. God, we need you to move, God, in the leadership of this state, in the leadership of this nation. Father, we're coming, God. We're praying. We're fasting. God, we're believing that heaven holds the answer. And God, we are the element of your yes in the earth. We are saying yes, God, to your will and to your way. God, that whatever, God, the principalities and powers of darkness have locked up, God, we say that they shall be overthrown that God divine answers are going to come into this atmosphere God that divine yeses and divine revelation is coming into this atmosphere that as we pray fast and seek your face God Lord you'll move in ways that are remarkable so here we are Lord can you sing that song about humbly I bow down Hallelujah. So in this moment, we're giving ourselves away. We're saying for the next 21 days, less of us, more of you. Here we are, Lord, as a church, as a family. We're saying less of us, more of you. God, we're not here to barter with you. We're not telling you that if we do this, then we are expecting you to do this. God, we're saying here we are. Move in our life in the way that you see fit. Do what needs to be done. Establish what needs to be established. Release what needs to be released. Less of us and more of you, Jesus. Will you just give the Lord a yes right here, right now? As we take this moment, just begin to tell Him. Talk to Him right now. Tell Him what you need Him to do. Even under your breath. God, I need you to fix my marriage. God, I need you to move on my job. God, I want you to touch my kids. Sanctify them. Fill them with the Holy Ghost. God, allow the oil of heaven to flow through my ministry again. Here I am, Lord. 